Yeah, you want to say something cool to the camera before we start? Take one. We're only gonna do one take. <laughs> Alright. Well, hi. Welcome to episode one of Infinite Stories. I am Mitchell Vine, and this is the first guest. Bowen Davis. Bowen Davis. Me and Bowen have known each other for... Three? Three years? Probably, Probably three years. Yeah. yeah. Three years. And today, there's a train. Wow. You like trains? It's alright. Yeah, It'll be good. This is Iowa. Welcome to the land of the trains. I just... That distracted me. Crazy. Hey, aim for perfection. Aim... Shoot for good enough. Shoot for good enough. Yeah. Alright. Awesome. Well... Let's tell your story. Yeah. Can you describe the beginning of your story? What was life like for the beginning of Bowen? Yeah, I mean, it honestly just goes back to a pretty common one where raised in a Christian home. Um, I, I don't know, my family went to church every Sunday. We were in the Catholic church until I was about eight. Um, maybe Was it different? Definitely a lot different, yeah. Um, so. It could have even been before I was eight that we got out of it, but... Um, yeah, church there was a lot different, but I did learn a lot, you know, like I, I knew the Bible fairly well and I learned a lot of prayers, but, um, I don't know, something about it to this day, I'm not a huge fan of the Catholic church as I learned more about, um, actually knowing God and stuff. But, but back then, it, I mean, I was six to maybe eight when we were leaving it. So I didn't really know much. I didn't have any problems with it then, mm. but, um, yeah, once we left there, we went to Wellspring, and, like, our family was pretty well plugged in there. We uh, even volunteered and stuff, so, like, I don't know, we were we were focused on church until uh, then my parents got divorced. So, when they got divorced, it, it really didn't take us out of the church in any way, but I feel like our family's just focus and stuff was pretty broken up, um, and, yeah, even... Even religion was just put on a back burner for a lot of our family. It wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't something that I noticed then, you know, but as as more things just become clear with time, it's just something I've noticed. Um, yeah, but but I was kind of just a Christian, you know, um, mm -hmm. in, the, in the sense of a person who goes to a church every Sunday. So and the standard American definition? The standard American definition of a Christian. Until it would have been sophomore year of high school. And What changed? Yeah, so I met a girl. It's kind of a Woo! funny start. Right? Let's go. Yeah, but um, Elsie Lang, we were on the same track team and just, I don't know, I talked to her a whole bunch every day um, at practice and everything. And we just constantly ended up talking about Jesus. I don't know what it was. Just naturally, every conversation flowed straight to Jesus. And it was super great. Um, and it wasn't like I was in denial of Christianity at the time. And, like, that was something crazy to talk about. Mm. But there's something about the way that it was constant. You know, like, we were always talking about Jesus. And she just didn't let up for this idea of, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know? But it was, if you're a Christian, you're... A Christian you're gonna actually be a follower of Christ and I don't know she didn't let up for any middle ground there mm. and good. yeah really good <laughs> and the crazy thing was she was a freshman in high school um, and I still think wow like 
man, she was on it then, you know? And so, yeah, that, that was like the end of sophomore year because it was track season. And on the way into that summer, I just started to think, dang, like, I need to make this a legit faith, you know? Like, I need to actually serve God. And I don't remember, like, an exact moment or anything. I wasn't, like, in a church crying um, at the moment that I know I was saved. But, but it was in that period where I just realized and knew that, like, my whole life has to belong to Jesus, you know? And it couldn't be anything short of that. So, so we got a Bible study going. And this was crazy because I had never studied the Word on my own. And I've told a whole bunch of people this in college lately is, yeah, I had never studied the word. I like didn't really know, but some reason we started a Bible study and I was leading it and I had no, like no problem with that. Like there was no, there was nothing in my head that said, Bowen, you can't do this. You haven't read the Bible on your own yet. And I was like, I don't know. It didn't even, didn't even have that problem click into my head. Um, which I don't know, could have just been God wanting me to do it and not have any qualms with it, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, if I would have had that problem with it, I might not have done it, right? So, true. yeah, and it ended up being a pretty great Bible study. And if it didn't benefit everyone else, I know for sure it benefited me because I went from, like, never reading the Bible to this study of Ephesians where I wrote down, like, three sentences for every verse of Ephesians. And I was, like, spending hours going through a single chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and something got into me, you know, and I was freaking loving it, you know, (laughs) man, it was, it was every day in the basement, whenever my parents were, I don't know, we were watching TV upstairs and stuff, I would just ditch them, and they'd be like, Bo, where'd you go, and I was like, I'm reading, this is more important, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of a funny thing with stuff like that, because they can't say, no, join us, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it actually is more important, and they know it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, they, I don't know, they just let me, and it was really good. So so this Bible study ended up being a little bit of a problem because we would have this Bible study, and then after, we would hang out just as friends for like two hours. And so now my whole family was like, Bowen, this is kind of bullcrap because you're acting like you're going to a Bible study, but you're really hanging out with your friends for two hours, right? And it was just like I was taking advantage of the fact that I was going to do a Bible study. Um, they thought it was pretty, I don't know, Jaden specifically, my older brother, was really mad at me for that all the time. But could, could you see their perspective on it? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I actually, like, my full intention was the Bible study itself. Um, like, I, my heart was in the right place with that. But I also didn't want to give up hanging out with my friends after, too, you know? And so if I could get both, it was a good deal for me. <laughs> um... <laughs> The church and the Bible, the it does it, it connects. It was the body, yeah. Yeah, it's you know? the body. Or, yeah. Yeah. Community. <laughs> Community. But um yeah, I don't know. We we had a lot of fun that summer just um every time we did go the to Bible study issues, shift? The Bible all? study? Yeah, you said like there was problems. Did you resolve the problems or are you just kinda like I see the problems? Yeah, we I'm just saw the problems. You just saw them. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, the summer ended before the problems got out of hand, I guess. You know, like before yeah. my parents really were frustrated. So, yeah, I got this Bible study going all of a sudden, and we were just, like, having actually incredible conversations as headed into junior year high schoolers. You know, it was a pretty darn cool deal. Mm-hmm. And 
it was also like there was a lot of outreach going on there were people that we knew didn't go to church we were trying to get to this bible study and they actually would show up Hmm. and yeah it was i don't know a pretty incredible deal um i honestly looking back at it it's kind of crazy that it happened that way and that i was able to lead it because i had no idea what i was doing you know (laughs) when i when i look at it this way yeah there was no reason it should have gone well that's most of the characters in the bible too so you're among good company (laughs) that's really true wow yeah and so this was the time when god put a call on my life to ministry and like it was deniable at the time for sure you know yeah it really is (laughs) and um yeah but i was like pretty sure about it you know and not only that but like at this time i wanted to um it was super exciting super like the bible study itself was just super fun leading that Mm. um how long did it go for they went that whole summer and then yeah we just kind of get together during the year but i don't know still close with all those people and i kept i stayed in my word after that in the word after that which was really good you know um it was just like a complete switch honestly that summer started it and uh it was pretty sweet um and then all of a sudden i'm telling my parents hey i think i might go into ministry and it's pretty crazy for me because when i was in um i don't even know what grade but my cousin told me that she, which I didn't have a problem with a girl going into ministry at the time. So like this, that wasn't the reason, but I was like, that's so stupid. Why would you want to be a pastor? You know, Mm -hmm. um, she said that she wanted to go into ministry like that. And it's kind of crazy now because I'm complete switch where if I heard, um, a family member of mine wanted to go into ministry, I'd be like, heck yeah, you know, (laughs) get to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, could not, or I can't believe the change that happened. It just must have happened there where I was against even them. Like, it just sounded like a dumb idea where you just want the attention on yourself if you want to be a pastor at the time is how it was. Um, and then all of a sudden I wanted to be a pastor and I like understood it and it made sense. Just and complete 180. Yeah. 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 My cousin's not going to be a pastor, but good. Uh, yeah, probably good. <laughs> <laughs> But now I I am, so it's really cool. Um, Yeah, so that summer ended, and it was just honestly growing from there for that year. Um, I can't remember at all. What year was that? This junior year now. Um, One of the biggest changes was like second semester of junior year. I stopped going to E3, and my family... What's E3? E3 is, oh yeah, <laughs> not everyone knows. Not everybody knows. <laughs> so E3 is just local youth group okay. um, in town. And my dad moved churches. He didn't go to E3's church, but he went to Wellsprings, and Wellspring didn't have a youth group. So I was okay to go to E3's youth group. But um, then he moved to Harmony Bible in Danville. So I went to that youth group instead. And I had like a lot of problems with my dad making me go there and everything. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting plugged in with a really cool group of friends there. Um that like just a bunch of solid Christians that like to hang out together a lot and I loved it um and yeah so all of a sudden I was just hanging out with a bunch of new friends but all the time and then junior year summer was like a great time and I started to move away from the original friends that were in that bible study um so it was like Elsie Lang, Cameron Hart um and and I just didn't see him as much. And uh, it was a pretty great summer. 
But then this next year is what's so crazy because I like stopped altogether. Not reading my Bible that I stopped, but I stopped pursuing ministry, you know? And it Why? became I just forgot. <laughs> you know, like it was just a lack of focus mm-hmm. at this point where I don't know, like my parents have actually always been fairly against me going into ministry since mm-hmm. even that sophomore year part. Um and I don't know, like, they they support me at this point, good. Um, But at the time, it was, like, just like a fight with them all the time. And they wanted me to go to college at Iowa, um, be an engineer, you know. And honestly, they wanted me to make money and have an easy, comfortable life. Mm. And it's, I know it's out of love for me, you know. Um, But it's always been a lack of understanding of what we're supposed to do for God, you know. Of what, what God it? deserves from us. Well, like, they just... <laughs> it's weird to say this. <laughs> but, it's, yeah, it's been a battle with them to, like, be okay with me suffering. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, suffering for the sake of the gospel. And, I mean, I know it stems from the love of money a little bit. And also, like, even though it's all with love for me um it's just not understanding how like following god wherever he wants me to go is actually going to be the best part for me you know mm-hmm. and so and they're wanting the best for me um even though like i know i'm trusting god and i'm trying to follow him it was no i think you're better off being an engineer you know mm-hmm. and i don't know it was a hard fight i they said some stuff that I would take to school and be like, holy crap, Elsie, you cannot believe what my parents told me today. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we've, we've actually worked through it and it's been really good to yeah. just, yeah, Very they've, sure. yeah, seriously. And I've seen a lot of change in my family in the last three years where like, I know someday I'm going to see them in heaven and mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet. Well, that's <laughs> a good feeling. It can be better. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been really cool. Jaden, my older brother, mm-hmm. He's always been um, on the right side of this. And it's like he's been the one who he never was like, dude, you're kind of being dumb or dude, you're taking this too far or you're being too serious. Like he never said anything like that, which good, right? Like that's exactly what I think a God-fearing Christian ought to say. But the rest of my family said things just like that where you're taking this too serious, you know, which is a crazy statement on its own, you know, just to hear someone say you're taking Jesus too seriously. Oh, um, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Kind that's of, what you want to be known for. It is what you want to be known for. Um, and yeah, there's actually this thing. My mom, my whole family agrees that I've had this like intensity about me for some reason. And it's not just religious intensity. It's, um, just everything I do. I was always super intense. Like, so freshman year of high school, I decided to take two math classes just because I wanted to do more math. And then I finished one of them early so that way I could take a third that year. And um, I don't know, like I just had this intensity and it doesn't even make sense in hindsight, like why I was so focused on it. But I just had this goal. And when I have a goal, I kind of just like lock down. And I used to have like anger issues when I was little and stuff like that, where I just get super hyper focused on things. Right. And like my whole family knows like Bowen he's just an intense guy <laughs> and and that's all right by me at this point um because now my intensity really does go toward 
God, you know, in religion. Um, but at the time, they were just thinking, wow, it's another thing Bowen's being over and Tim's about. And I don't blame them for thinking that. But it's not, you know? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So does that bring you up to today then? Um, Just about, just, just about. about. So, okay. yeah, we actually... Junior year goes by. Hmm. I guess senior year was pretty similar to junior year. Um, where No major events? Well, not yet. <laughs> At the end okay. of senior year. Oh, but, wait. Um, it was kind of still this just not focusing on what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. you know? And even though I'd been plugged in with good Christian friends, um, I just didn't have that extreme push from anyone, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, actually follow God wherever he takes me, you know? And like no one no one none of my friends were telling me not to do that, you mm-hmm. know? It was just that like Bowen, you can't be um selfish at all. You know, like you can't just be chasing your own thing. It was like um they gave me a lot of leeway, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the end of senior year, I have plans now to go to Iowa for electrical engineering, which I actually end up doing. But, um, oh, it's a crazy thing. It's a really crazy thing, just the timing of all this. Why? Um, so baccalaureate, mm-hmm. and I think you might know this, but um, at baccalaureate, there is like a church thing for seniors, mm-hmm. graduating seniors. and um, In high school. In high school, okay. yeah. So like it's at the school, and they have a certain pastor from, it's Swedesburg Church here, who... Um, I want to say is like the most legit pastor, you know, um, as far as like just God fearing Bible preaching, you know? And so this whole baccalaureate thing, honestly, the gospel just was not taught at all. Mm-hmm. And so I was lucky enough, like I got to be, um, well, I told the guy that I want to be a pastor someday and he was like, I'm going to find a spot, you know, just to let you, um, be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so the high schoolers had worship, had a worship team that like they built, which was cool. Um, and so I just read the title of the song and a Bible verse that went with it before each song. And so like, I got to have the mic and, um, it was just to let me be a part of it because I wanted to be a part of it at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was lucky to have that, but the gospel was not taught through the whole thing. Hmm. And it was making me sick. And the thing was, I saw it coming, you know, like I knew who was talking, you know, what churches they were from. And when I listened to the whole thing, I, I locked in, I was listening and paying attention, but the gospel was completely missed. It was all about how, like, if you, if you ask God for things, he's going to give them to you and you're going to be successful someday because God, and it was, it was way off. The gospel mm-hmm. was missed. And you got a whole bunch of seniors at like a pretty great time to tell them the gospel, you know, like they're showed up to a church thing. They're not going to blame you for saying anything. And they're just, you're not going to take the opportunity to actually share the gospel with them. And it was a huge miss for me. And I'd be, fr- I would be a lot more frustrated with them if I wasn't so frustrated with myself this day. Because, um, honestly, the craziest thing that might have ever happened to me was like God just completely moving on me, telling me, like, you have to tell them the gospel. And like, it was so specific that he didn't want me to like, try to make it sound super glorious or anything, but just like go throw out the basic gospel because he knows I know it. 
you know, and he was telling me that as close to hearing God's actual voice as it could be without like actual sound waves being in the air, you know, mm-hmm. like it was so clear. Internal, yeah. And <clears throat> I've had all kinds of times where like, I feel like God's telling me to do something, but there's always excuses that pop up and stuff. Oh, yeah. None this day, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I had no excuse where it was like, ah, oh, maybe this isn't the best time. Maybe this isn't what I should do right now. Like maybe that's not actually God telling me to do that. No, not at all. Like I knew that's God talking to me and that's exactly what I should do, right? Like I had no excuses for myself and I ended up just saying I'm scared and I didn't do it. Yeah. And oh, it still gives me goosebumps because I hate this. I freaking hate it. Um, but it's also like the greatest point in my testimony because this whole not being focused on God thing that had been happening for over a year was just, and like making my own plans and everything, it showed itself super clearly to me in this moment where I noticed, shoot, dude, it doesn't matter how clearly God's telling you to go somewhere, you're not following him, you know? And like, it was so obvious that God wanted me to go and just speak the gospel plainly, and I didn't do it. And um, so after baccalaureate, everyone moves out into the hallways, um, because then more people are coming for the award ceremony and like giving out scholarships and whatnot. So <sighs> after the mic was passed off for like the sixth time since God had told me, hey, take the microphone on the next exchange and just tell him the gospel. You know, like no one's going to stop you. You can do it. And I knew it was true. <laughs> I knew it was true and I didn't do it, you know. And so after I watch it get exchanged for the last time and they dismiss us, like it's just this drop of. It's no longer, I'm scared, I'll do it next time. It was, I was too scared to do it, and I didn't do it. Mm. You know, like, the opportunity was gone. And uh, so I went, and I talked on my buddy Tyler's shirt. It was a crazy thing, because I don't know why he didn't follow me, you know? Like, I was like, hey, come with me, you know? And some reason he didn't, but I went to, the, like, just around a corner. I was going to just, like, need someone to talk to at the time. And he didn't follow me, so I went back <laughs> really on the verge of tears right now, you know, mm. um, like, yeah, broken heart at this point. And I see Elsie and Cameron who like, I hadn't been close to them this whole year. It was a crazy thing. Um, and it kind of was clear that those were a couple people that I should have been close with because their extremeness to follow God, just like they never miss on that, you know, and it's mm. super cool. Um, like, Cameron, now she's going to be a missionary. Elsie is just like one of the most on-fire people, if not the most on-fire person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. She's for overseas Jesus. too, right? She is for a different thing. It's foreign exchange. Oh, yeah. yeah, not quite mission work, but not yet. She's, she thinks it will be someday. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really cool group of two people to have in my high school, you know, like mm-hmm. two best friends that like I just ditched for a year, you know? And then you can also see in my life that I wasn't intensely following God anymore and um so it now when Tyler didn't follow me it had to be these two right and so I'm like hey you guys come with me and before I even get around the corner I'm walking with my head down I'm already sobbing and um I look up just you know back toward them make sure they followed me because Tyler did it <laughs> but um and instantly it was crazy instantly Elsie said you felt it too and she knew at the same time that somebody at that um, service was supposed to preach the gospel. Like she doesn't, she didn't feel like it was her 
And I know that that's right because it was supposed to be me, you know? Mm-hmm. And she knew that somebody should have shared the gospel there, like that God wanted someone to do something different. And so I told her, yeah, it was supposed to be me. And she knew exactly what I meant. And like, those were like the only words we said at the start, you know? And like, we were on the same page completely. And it was just um, such a miss on my part, you know? Like, man, it's what I, it's, it's what I would have done at any point through that whole year is what's so crazy, you know? And it's kind of what I was doing, making my own plans and everything. And, um, yeah, so (laughs) we're sobbing now, both of us and Cameron, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we have to go get awards now. And this was a crazy thing, a little off topic, but I'm a ugly crier. My face gets super red and it stays red forever. So like my eyes and everything are all puffy and I have to go get a couple of awards and stuff. And, oh, it was miserable. (laughs) That's humbling. (laughs) It was humbling for sure. Yeah. And I needed it. So, oh yeah, that was miserable. But we get through that and my mom comes and my mom, I talked to my dad first. He didn't quite notice anything was wrong, but moms do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's like, what's wrong? And I tried to tell her, I got like four words into it. And then I was falling into like, crying again and so I just walked and kept crying over I went to the locker room um and my mom actually I've never I never saw God work through her like this but it was really cool she was like dude you get to talk to your whole school in three days I got salutatorian so I got to speak to the whole school um second place of course but yeah <laughs> it's still a great honor um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like wrestling season second place every time <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah but that's no accident <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was just sobbing in the locker room um and my mom comes and tells me dude you get to talk to the whole school in five days you know a bigger crowd um and i know you can do it then too you know mm. It was like, crap, I know what I need to do now, you know? So I, I actually stayed in the locker room. Everyone in the school left except the principal, which was perfect because I needed to ask the principal if he would let me talk about Jesus. And so I do, and he's like, yeah, I'll see what we can do. Um, and so we see what we can do, right? And so I write, I'm trying to write something um, in the next couple of days, and I get something submitted to him, and I don't know. I already felt like it wasn't very good. Like it just didn't, it didn't feel like God told me what to say yet. Mm. Um, just you putting words down, not him. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, this was already like five drafts. I've thrown away a whole bunch, you know, <laughs> and we finally submit something because it was good enough to me, you know, for a minute and it gets denied by the school because it was too religious, which is kind of crazy because in many people's eyes, I earned those five minutes to speak whatever I want to say to my classmates but um I'm glad they shot it down actually because God had yet to tell me what to say you know Mm -hmm. and he knew that they were going to or he'd made them you know so and I trust that at this point especially in hindsight at the time trust wasn't all there but I was going to keep writing and keep working on something and so I was meeting with coach Pross um he's a pastor and yeah I was meeting with him and we tried to write stuff for so long and he was helping me out and everything, and ah, oh, I just couldn't get it done, you know? And there were grad parties at the time. There was a day where I went to, like, 
six different grad parties and between each one I stopped opened up my computer typed as much as I could in 10 minutes and went to the next party and I was getting nowhere you know and so I had one more party to go to that day and I'm at my mom's hair salon because there's internet there and I call coach Pross again I'm like coach dude I've got nothing right now you know I don't know what I'm supposed to say and he's like dude I don't know what to tell you I'm praying for you um and you just got to trust that God's going to get it to you. And as we were hanging up, I was like, hey, coach, I really love you, dude. <laughs> you know, I just told him I loved him. And kind of like many people do at the end of a phone call. But um, something about that clicked so hard for me. Um, I feel like if there's one, like, ability or gift that God's given me, it's just like I can love a lot of people really well. Because mm. of the intensity? Probably, yeah. Like... I just had a serious love and I've definitely focused on it throughout even when I was not fully following God and everything. Like I was focused on loving people throughout that senior year and everything. Um, and I can honestly tell you, and I still can, that I love and loved every single person in my class, like seriously, you know? Hmm. And um, when I told Coach Pross that I loved him, I realized that and it was like, dang, dude, that's something to tell people. And so, yeah, I got to, I got to go preach to my whole school for five minutes, um, disguised as love until the very end where I tell them that true love came from Jesus when he died for us. And it was a pretty incredible thing, um, to be able to do and just how fast God like completely refocused me, you know? And so like, you really got to see my biggest mistake, you know, like, honestly, that is the most direct and obvious and horrible sin that I've ever committed, you know? And, I mean, I'm a sinner through and through. Well, would that you was, define that as? What do you mean? What sin are you, were you saying that you were committing? When I denied God after he told me exactly what to do and I knew it was him. <laughs> and I chose to just absolutely not follow him, you know? Like, I'm sure Jonah felt the same way. Yeah. Um probably at the end of the whole story, you know, when he's like, dude, I am doing stuff wrong, you know, fish right now. <laughs> yeah. Probably right there actually is where he noticed it. He's like, Oh man, I have been doing something wrong. How did I get here? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's really where it was. Is like, I knew that that was the worst thing I'd ever done. And God used that to like, not only completely turned me around, but like I got to preach the gospel to a whole bunch of people. Um, just like it ended up being one of the greatest ways I was ever used by God yet, you know? And it was incredible, right? Just like the way he completely turned it around. And then this whole next summer after I graduated, I was like, okay, do I go to Iowa or do I follow God in ministry, you know? And it seemed like that was my initial question, but it turns out, that I'm following God to Iowa, which is a crazy thing that he was using those plans and stuff. But now it's a completely different thing that I've given him control over the plans, even though they end up being the same, you know? Um, and that's something that my intensity may have gotten in the way of a little where it was like, no, I can't go to Iowa. <laughs> that's, those are my own plans, you know, mm -hmm. but it's gotta be one or the other. Yep. Yeah. But no, it ended up being where, um, God's definitely wanted me to go to Iowa. 
and I wasn't the most sure of it, but he didn't tell me to go anywhere else, and I was asking. I was really begging him, actually, to let me go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, God, give me a college where I can go learn ministry, and he didn't do it. And so, yeah, I'm at Iowa, and this whole summer... Why was, do you think God brought you there, though? To do ministry, 100%. How? Why? Um, well, because there's a lot of unreached people at the University of Iowa. It's crazy, actually, you know, um, and it's so like you're so close to so many people. I'm living in a dorm mm-hmm. and like the opportunities he put me like literally the second day I was there, I shared the gospel with three people like and it got to be an intense, deep, um, full explanation of all of it, you know, and these these people were locked in with me, too. Yeah, and it was awesome, you know, like I I really got to go do ministry right away. And it was I think he did it for two reasons and probably more, but I I know of two reasons that he did that. It was to assure me like, dude, I sent you to Iowa. You know, it it wasn't just my lack of ability to hear him um say something else. It was that he wanted me to go to Iowa and he didn't tell me to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and also to focus me when I went there because he was like, dude, you are a part-time student doing full-time ministry at Iowa. And I'm actually a full-time student, but no, I'm doing full-time ministry, you know? And it's gotten to be, honestly, a pretty great semester. Um, and, oh, yeah, it's been really cool, especially right now, just to look back at how God worked all of that out, um, refocusing me right at the right time. And then, I mean, he's just lathered me with opportunity you know, um, to, to actually share the gospel directly to people. It's been really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And so like, that's where you are now, right now you're on break. Obviously Mm -hmm. it's winter break. So are you itching to go back? Um, yeah, I need to, I honestly need to push myself more. There's, um, I'm really bad outside of habits. And right now I've, had a lot of free time that I haven't been using well, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm in a great, sp- like, I don't want to itch to go back because I need to learn how to use free time well, you know? And so I'm in a great learning spot staying here, but yeah, I'm excited to go do ministry again um, at Iowa. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a fantastic story. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Looking back at all of it can you see the redemptive arc multiple times multiple times <laughs> yeah well where is the first time that you saw it um when i was just like calling myself a christian you know like when i actually had to be changed and saved the very first time and it's also crazy to see like how many times God has had to redeem me, you know? Every day. (laughs) Every day, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. It's like, it's like he's a really bad investor. You don't like that? (laughs) No, I love, I love that he does. I need it. But yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, you know, his logic and that. Well, I think his intensity and his love for you is a lot greater than you're able to reciprocate towards him. So, yeah, which is okay. It's, it's humbling. It is humbling. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Man, so 
if you could sum up your story in one sentence, how would you do it? Um, just constantly bugged by conviction. Constantly bugged by conviction. <laughs> yeah, and that leads to obedience eventually, <laughs> which is really cool. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, my favorite one-liner um, that I always say to, well, a lot of people now, is I'm really glad I'm not a psychopath. What's that? Which is that I actually feel conviction when I'm doing things wrong and that God, like, just harps on me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he doesn't let me go away from him without knowing it, you know? He mm-hmm. doesn't let me sin against him without knowing that I'm sinning, ever. And I'm really thankful for that because it's like redirected me so many times, you know, Mm. and I would much rather feel convicted for wasting money than not feel convicted for not following God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so whatever the little thing is that God wants to convict me on, I'm really glad he is. And so I'm glad I'm not a psychopath. I'm glad I'm not a psychopath too. For real. (laughs) I wish that was true. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, do you sense anything else that God wants you to add to your story? Or is that the dot, dot, dot for now? Because you're not the end yet. You've got a long way to go. Probably. Yeah, I've been learning a lot on how to, like, wait, I think. like, Which I feel like a lot of people probably learn right at this stage of life that I'm in. You know, but... Mm -hmm. I know that God's put a super clear call into ministry in my life, you know? Um, Like, it's been really obvious, especially with that baccalaureate deal and just everything else. He's really put it on me heavy. And yet, I'm at the University of Iowa, and I don't know how I'm going to start working at a church yet, you know? Um, Or if I need to, after college, go get a degree, you know? But... It's really just this, which is like, I'm standing ready for whenever God opens a door, you know, and I get to do ministry at Iowa right now, and it's really great, and when he wants me to leave, I want to be fully willing, if that happens, you know, if he wants me to finish with a degree, I want to be fully willing to do that. If he wants me to go after Iowa to get more education in theology, I want to do that, you know, but... um it's kind of a weird thing to know where I'm going to end up someday, but not know how I'm going to get there. Mm. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people know the path they're on, but don't know where it's going to lead them. But I don't know what path I'm on yet. And <laughs> Hopefully the narrow one. That's the only one that matters really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it doesn't turn and zigzag around. Yeah. It's a windy narrow one. <laughs> <laughs> With loop loops. <laughs> Some, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Well, I don't know how to end this, so maybe we should just give each other a high five, and I'll just cut it right when we high five. That'll be really sick. You ready? Yeah, ready. (laughs) Hold up. Restart.